My name is Renika Jacobs and you found my podcast, Strive for More, Your Best Life Now. While there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, you've taken the time out to listen to this one. So for that, I would like to say thank you. So without any further delay, let's get to it. Let's strive for more. My next guest, Brigitte Williams-James, is helping people strive for more in the area of marketing and media. Brigitte is an award-winning multimedia professional, certified social media marketer, and entrepreneur who has had a footprint in radio, TV, internet, newspapers, music, and film. She is known as the serious voice in music circles and she is the visionary behind brands such as Yes Hour Radio, Serious People Music, and James Media PR. In this episode, she will share the importance of marketing to build your brand and how to land media interviews to maximize your exposure. Hi, Brigitte. Welcome. Thank you so much for being a guest on my show. How are you? I'm great. I'm blessed to be here to share with your listeners. That is awesome. So I have to ask you because, you know, I never really thought that I would be a, become a media personality, and, and I didn't realize that that's what I was doing as I started my podcast because I'm definitely not a journalist. This is, I'm an educator, right? So I never thought that <laughs> I would be doing something like this, and I absolutely love it. So what attracted you to the field of media and journalism? Well, honestly, my, my, it wasn't my first love. My first love was music. And I had several talks with my parents, and they said, you know what, we really think that you should get, you know, a better, a better occupation. You should study something solid that can pay your bills. And that kind of broke my heart, but after that, you know, I, I started watching a lot of news at night, the, you know, local TV news, and there's a young lady by the name of Brenda Blackman on, on Channel 9, UPN 9 News. That's when it was on in New York at the time and when she was actually on TV. And so I really admired her as an African-American woman, and she had such confidence, and she was just beautiful, and just knew how to communicate her thoughts and feelings through TV. And I automatically just, like, gravitated to everything Brenda Blackman, and in fact, I got to meet her some years later when I was in college, and I was just completely floored by her and just everything about her. But she was my reason for getting into media, just seeing a powerful black woman on TV and doing what she was doing, telling stories that people should know about. That really stuck to me and, and just caught my attention, and, and I wanted to go after it. And I did, and here I am today. 
Wow, that's amazing. Believe it or not, I actually do know who Brenda Blackman is. I mean, all the way here in Texas. <laughs> but I I think I found that I had a secret love for media personalities, especially journalists, because I, I used to watch The View. I mean, from the time The View came out and Barbara Walters and watching 2020 and watching yes. Oprah, Ricky Lake, all these talk shows. Like, I really was a talk show person, I, and, and it's not the talk show that I was drawn to. It was actually the host. Like, that's what I was attracted to on each of these shows that I would watch. I mean, Maury, uh, Jerry Springer, and, I mean, of course they were faddish at the time, you know, and everybody watched all these shows. But I can remember really watching the anchor, like even watching the news and watching the anchors or watching E, you know, television and just really watching the, the person who was actually being the interviewer or the host. And I've always been attracted to that. So I can definitely identify with you and watching these people, and especially African-American women, because there haven't always been people like us. <laughs> you know, exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And speaking of that, as an African-American woman and being in, in media, do you feel like, as I do see more and more media personalities that are of color and, and women in particular, and also women who are not afraid to wear the hairstyles that we wear, like wearing braids or actually wearing our natural hair. So what do you think about these developments and advancements that we've had as African-American women in media? I think it's really great. I think it, it shows growth, you know, with the media entities being more accepting of us, being ourselves and embracing our, our cultures. Twenty years ago when I was looking to break into TV, a lot of folks told me I was too dark-skinned. That was number one. Number two, they told me I couldn't wear my natural hair, so I had to perm my hair. And then I was told, listen, you need to fit this mold, you need to be a certain size, you need to speak a certain way, you need to have certain mannerisms. So it was this complete template that a lot of African-American women had to follow, and it was very, very difficult. You had maybe one or two who were able to walk through that door, but for the most part, you know, you really had to, you know, work in other areas behind the scenes in being a production assistant, you know, being an audio person, a Chiron person and just various things in production behind the scenes and not necessarily in front of the camera. So when I saw Brenda Blackman, I said, wow, because even when she was on TV and she was at the height of her career, we still didn't have other females who were African-American or Latina that we could look up to. So that was a big deal. But I, I do believe that in 2020 you have so many women out there on the various networks that, that the, the young black and brown girls can emulate. Love it, love it. So in your opinion, what do you think makes a great journalist? That's a good question. I think first and foremost, a journalist should be mentally fit. A lot of people right now are dealing with depression because of COVID and because they've been stuck in, in the home with with their spouse, girlfriend, <laughs> yes. you know, roommate, children. And it's like mm -hmm. we've never had this kind of a situation before. And the question is, do you like the people that you're married to, that, that you've been living with? Do you like your children? And that, in a weird way, has, has an effect on you. And so in order to 
be the best journalist that you possibly can be, you need to be mentally fit. And I think once you're mentally fit, then you can discern, okay, what's newsworthy and what's not. But if you're depressed and you have other things going on, it's, it's quite difficult for you to discern that and to just be able to, to run after it. I think also you need to be relentless when it comes to finding the truth and telling the truth. You know, you need to also be a true professional, someone that shows up on time, someone that, that makes the phone calls on time. When you contact someone and say, hey, I'd like to interview you at 8.15, you don't call them at, you know, 10 p.m. when the person has taken the time out to speak with you. So I think, again, being mentally fit, being relentless in search of the truth and telling the truth and being a true professional, that's what makes a really great journalist. No, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more because I learn all the time. Each interview that I do with each of my guests, you know, and I do research on them so that I really understand who they are. And I really have embraced this role, this new role that I have, and I found out that I really enjoy it. Uh, but one of the things I struggle with is, you know, how to ask the right questions because that's something that I'm thinking, okay, so what would my listeners want to know? <laughs> and, you know, and, and I'm trying to always figure out that fine line between, of course, I'm not trying to be edgy or pr- provocative or anything like that makes my guests uncomfortable because the idea for Strive for More is that they're coming on to, you know, encourage people and motivate them. So I don't want to make them uncomfortable, right? Right, right. Right, but I definitely want to, you know, figure out all the time, like, how do you ask the right questions? So, you know, what's your take on that? What is it? Is there a strategy? Or, I, you know, what can I you think do? it's it's just being sensitive because when I early in my career when I started out, I, I I'd run on a lot of breaking news stories, and that involved a lot of shooting, stabbing, kill, you know, New York City. <laughs> those are those are the the more prevalent things that you'll get sent out to cover, and of course, you know, one or two celebrity uh, related things, but. A lot of times you're on the scene and you'll see a crying mother because her son got shot. So you have to be sensitive. And you don't want to say, hey, you know, I heard your son was a drug dealer, because that's insensitive, even though the police have records of her son dealing drugs and doing certain things. But you have to be sensitive. So the way you ask your question, you have to kind of ask it in a way where you're able to sympathize with that person you're interviewing. So you would ask them, well, how are you feeling? I know this is a difficult situation. So it's it's very, very important that we be sensitive and our questions show our sensitivity. I think that's the best way to go about asking questions because once you show that sensitivity, then the person's more likely to open up in a situation like that. No, I, I, I agree with you with that for sure. Because I found that each time when I talk to a guest and I say something, you know, that they didn't send me, you know, information or whatever, I find some that they won an award or, and it really shocks them. You know, they're like, wow, you really did take the time to find out who I am. And, and especially with people who have been on other people's shows, and I hear that all the time. They say, yeah, you know, I was interviewed by someone else, and they didn't know anything about me. And I just, you know, I feel very honored that you really did, really did research me to find out all about me. 
I think you have a, a really great platform, and I think I, I noticed the the number of guests that you've had in their various disciplines, and you know you've really had some some top notch people from different industries. So I think that when we're looking to get on a platform like yours, it's very important to again, like you said, do your research and and to see if it's a good fit because you know I, for example, working in media working as a social media marketer or as a journalist or as a speaker, whatever the case might be, I'm not going to send an email to someone that's doing a medical podcast because that has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with what I do. You know, it just doesn't match. And so it's important to, to find your outfit, whether it be radio, TV, podcast, newspaper, et cetera, that fits your brand and your style, so there's something in common there. That does make sense. And so, of course, we know media is all around us, whether it's print or television or social media now, which is, you know, the newest thing of of late for the 21st century. But how important is media when you're building your brand, whether it's a personal brand or your company brand, like what are the benefits from being involved with media or being ex- exposing yourself on the media? Well, in today's time, it's everything. I tell my clients this all the time. A few years ago, it was the business card. You'd go to a networking event and everyone would say, oh, here's my card. Today, they say, what's your Instagram? And so... If you're not on Instagram, you're not on Facebook, you're not on Twitter, you have no website, people will literally think you're doing nothing. And so if if you're a public speaker or a singer or an author, whatever you are, it should be very heavily showcased and seen on social media. That's our new way of thinking, and this is thanks to all of the, the digital organizations, you know, like Google is set and, and all of these millionaires who've pumped millions of dollars into these entities and apps like TikTok where people spend hours and hours on there doing silly little videos, but there are also businesses on there and brands on there that are promoting. And so that's, that's the thing. It, it, it's number one. You know, if you're trying to speak somewhere, I've, I've reached out to organizations for clients you know, who are looking to speak at, say, seminars or conferences, and the first thing they'll say, how many followers does your client have? How is their engagement on social media? And so I always stress when I meet with my clients for the first time, I always ask about their social media, how much time do they spend into it? Because that's the stage right now. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. Right now, because of COVID, our stage is social media. And so you've got to put your, your best foot forward. You've got to promote like the president is reading the tweet. <laughs> and that's it. That's pretty much it. Just like how our president, Donald Trump, he tweets, he sees the importance in it. We should also see the importance in it. Absolutely. And I watched him, you know, it's, it's, he's really just an anomaly, seriously. No matter how you feel about him, but you got to admit, he's a marketer. He is. Like yes. that, that, he's a brand <laughs> builder. Whether it is in a, you know, a positive way 
<laughs> or in a negative way. Or a negative way, um, exactly. Yes, he's a brand builder. I mean, even – so, I mean, just think about a couple of months back when the president contracted COVID, and he just kind of used it and created it into a commercial for his vaccine. So I get it. So then how should you use media specifically when, in, when trying to increase your exposure? Well, specifically, I think if you have a business, you have any kind of brand, you need to now look into how can you present yourself in your best light. And that's going to involve photography. It's going to involve videography. It's going to involve, you know, pulling out the dictionary and finding the best way to describe yourself, your situation, your brand in the least amount of words as possible. And that's very, very important because some people are very wordy. They're very wordy. They'll go on and on. But with social media, we're limited. And so with, like, Instagram, for example, Instagram will allow you to can rant on and you could write an entire book and attach a video or a picture and people will love it. On Twitter and Facebook, well, Twitter will limit you to about 140 words or 130 words. And then there are apps that will allow you to tweet longer. But, you know, you've got to be able to use pictures and video and words to present your brand in the best light. And that's across the board. It doesn't matter if you're a company, if you're a rapper, a singer, if you're a poet, an author, a a podcast host. That's what it's about, utilizing these elements to properly present yourself. No, that's true. I get annoyed when I'm doing my marketing for my episodes with Twitter all the time because they limit me <laughs> in my character. Yes. So then I yes. have to figure out, okay, what's the most important thing I need to say about this episode to really give it justice, to, you know, really to, to give the episode justice for my guests? Because I, and I get frustrated and I'm like, but I need to say all of this because it's important. <laughs> So I can't say yes with social media limiting me with Twitter. I kind of side-eye them sometimes. <laughs> but I don't shy away from them. I still use them. <laughs> All right. So, of course, in using social media, another part of it is, is, especially if you are building yourself as a personality, whether you're a speaker or, like you said, you're a rapper, you're even mm-hmm. sports. Right. Interviewing. Interviewing is a big part of building your brand, you know, people seeing you, seeing who you are authentically, having you talk about your life. So how do you get booked on someone's, like, television show or a podcast? I mean, I know how people get booked on my show, and it's amazing. I, <laughs> you know, people find me, I'm always like, how do they find me? Like, this is weird. This is crazy. Like, I, I have this endless supply of guests, which is a really good problem to have. But if someone is, you know, trying to increase their their exposure, like, how – what is the best way for them to go about? Because I know you can't just really contact people and say, hey, I need to be on your show, because sometimes people do that. Right, right. <laughs> I would, well, I would, I would say they can contact me. If I can, they can contact James Media PR. But they can find a publicist. Find a publicist in that particular area that you're looking to, to get into, whether it be music or if you're an author. You know, look for someone that's worked with authors before and who's been successful at it. And so a lot of publicists will have websites. You can Google, you know, book publicists. You can Google, you know, hip-hop publicists. 
or a cooking publicist because these are people in, in the various areas, in these niche areas, and speak with them and ask for a recommendation. You know, maybe they'll be able to, to even send you links of places they've published and interviews they've booked. That's the best way to go. I wouldn't just cold email people and say, hey, I'm an author, could you please interview me? You know, that's, that's the best <laughs> way to get rejected and get blocked. So the best way to go about it is to reach out to a publicist in the particular area. And from there, obviously, you'd have to have a budget because most publicists won't do it for free. But if you're, if you're paying for it, you want to ensure that that person has a really great track record, that they're certified when it comes to doing what they do. Like, I don't think that you should hire a social media marketer if they have no idea how to navigate Pinterest or Hootsuite or, you know, a ladder or any of these, these management applications because that's a primary part of doing the job. And so it's important that they do that. But, yes, start with getting, finding a publicist because the publicist is a professional and should be a true professional, and they'll know how to frame that email, and they'll know exactly who to send it to. The best way to reach out to, you know, a podcast, a radio station, a TV show. Awesome. Awesome tips. So then let's say you get booked, right? And now it's time for you to be on someone's, you know, television show or someone's podcast or being interviewed for a news segment. So what are some tips that people can implement to be the best guest or, you know, how should you conduct yourself during the interview? I think, first of all, you should be energetic, so you don't want to jog for eight hours, and I'm exaggerating, and then get on an interview and you're exhausted and you sound exhausted. So you want to be fully rested. You want to be prepared. You might want to even prepare maybe a two-minute statement about what you do and or your product, a two-minute statement about your book or a two-minute statement about your business. Something that you, you have memorized, it makes sense, and it sounds good on the air. So you want to have something prepared. You don't just want to go on and have a lot of pauses and ahs and, and uh, you know, stuff like that. It just doesn't come off right. So you want to make sure that you're energized, you're fully prepared with a statement. And if you find that you're not prepared to answer the question, you can always say, oh, that's a very good question, because then it gives you an opportunity to think of the answer. <laughs> right? So, but I, I, yeah, I think, that, I think that once a person is fully rested and prepared, it makes for a better interview. And also just coming across more confident also helps. You don't want to use, a lot of street language when you're doing an interview. You want to keep it very professional and speak proper English and not use a lot of urban or street language. I find that I've worked with a number of artists, and sometimes artists tend to want to speak a rapper language or speak the way the song sounds, and it doesn't come off as professional. And so I always stress to the folks that I've worked with, to always keep it professional, speak in proper English. Even when you feel like you want to say, yo, 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 yeah. what's up, and, and all of that stuff. Because there are times when even Snoop Dogg has to 
switch it up and become the professional that he is because otherwise he would not have survived this long in the industry. No, that's true. That's true. Now, for those of us, the people like me, podcasters, right, or show hosts, because I know podcasters, we always listen to other people's podcasts because that's how we learn and grow. And especially for me, I listen to other podcasters just so I can stay current and try, you know, different things that may work in my show that someone else does. So what are some tips for getting a guest? I have my formula and method, but fortunate for me, you know, I really don't have to search very often for a guest. People just kind of find me and, you know, send me a request or they go through my booking process and they go through my vetting process. But, you know, let's say you're a new podcaster and you're trying to find guests. How should you go about booking those guests and even getting to the point where you get popular ones like celebrities? I think that it all starts with what you what we all have in front of us, which is social media. There are so many groups on Facebook that I've joined and I've been able to just, you know, build with people, you know, start a conversation through Facebook groups. And sometimes it's not always about, hey, you, you don't just join the group because okay, I'm trying to get as many guests as possible. You join the group that you're interested in, and then you begin to just speak with people the way we're talking now on this interview and just comment on on whatever they're posting. You know, make honest comments and put yourself in their role and build. You know, once the person notices that you're consistently commenting, then you can maybe then send them a personal message on Facebook and say, hey, I really enjoy all the things you're posting in this group. By the way, you know, I have my own show or podcast. I would love to have you on sometime, no pressure. Here's a link to my website. That's it. And you will not believe the amount of responses I've gotten from that. Um, Also, I follow a number of people on, you know, other platforms like Instagram and Twitter, and you just build. On On a daily basis, you build. Every once in a while, I'll give you know, magazine uh, writers and bloggers a shout-out on Twitter. I love to do that. So I'll just post a shout-out to so-and-so from, you know, SpiceBeats.com or shout-out to the publisher of this magazine uh, for covering my artist or covering, you know, one of my clients. People love that. And that's, that's honestly helped me get a lot of bookings for my clients. Man, that is awesome. Now, of course, with using social media, you're on your phone a lot. <laughs> so yes, yes, yes. I have to ask you this one last question. It, it doesn't really have anything to do with the – I guess it's kind of along the same lines, but I'm just curious. What are the three favorite apps that you have on your phone? Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. <laughs> I, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> and and, and I, spend, I spend untold – amount of hours on Instagram, but there's a, there's a nice little tool called Hootsuite, and I'm actually a certified Hootsuite social media marketer, and so I will schedule a number of my Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook posts via Hootsuite, and, but I spend, you know, a lot of time just commenting on people's posts on Instagram, you know, just networking, following that sort of thing, liking and just, just minding other people's business and just scrolling through <laughs> and enjoying pictures and videos and that sort of thing. Because another thing is in order to get your engagement up on social media, you have to engage with other people's posts. You can't just 
post things and expect people to, you know, like and comment and share. You've got to show some interest in others. And so at the beginning of the day, I'll spend maybe 20 minutes just hashtagging, you know, maybe female business owners, black business owners, and going on that hashtag and looking at all of the posts and just commenting. Well, that makes that makes a lot of sense. And I mean, Hootsuite girl. When I discovered Hootsuite, I was like, "Oh, this is fabulous!" <laughs> <laughs> but then that's where I get in trouble with Twitter because I feel like I just want to make one post and I want to choose all of my social media and then post it <laughs> and then schedule it. <laughs> like, <laughs> but then Twitter right. gets in trouble every time. <laughs> so then I have yeah, to copy and then- it. Right, and then with with Twitter, you're you're limited with the hashtags. You know, with Instagram will allow yes. you the thirty hashtags, but Twitter, so you can't use the posts that you'd use for Instagram on Twitter. It has to be different. Yeah, that's the pro- That's a that's a major problem for me. So that's why I often just post on Instagram and Facebook, and I kind of leave Twitter out. But you know. That's for people who are, are advanced a little bit and, and who are into that kind of stuff. But definitely, you know, I encourage your listeners to spend some time, you know, working on your pictures and working on your video posts and, and how you frame your words, your sentences and all of those things. It really does matter. And you, you just want to present your brand in the best light. Look at it that way. So would you post a picture of yourself not looking the best, you always want to present yourself looking the best. So, you know, take some time to use the filters in the various programs so that you look your best. No, that makes so much sense. Well, Brigitte, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you. You are most definitely rocking it in the area of media I mean, of course, I've had some of your clients as my guests, and they are really, really awesome people. So it's been, a, it's been an honor to have you as a guest on my show. Can you do me a favor? Can you take the time to let everyone know how they can book you for, and for your services in hopes of building their brand? Yes, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. For anyone who would like to reach out to me to learn more, my website is jamesmediapr.com. For the music side, it's soserious.net. That's wonderful. Any last words of encouragement for the listeners as they strive for more? I would say spend some time to understand social media because this is our platform. And I know that it's the end of the year, and we've had to deal with COVID for an in- almost an entire year, but I don't see it, you know, I don't see uh, us going back to, you know, the normal that we once knew. You know, it's, it has completely changed, and so social media is playing such a major role in our lives. Don't be afraid of it. Just take a moment to learn more about it and use it to the best of, of your ability. Well, thank you so much, Brigitte. I wish you and your family nothing but blessings and abundance in your future. Please have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thank you. You too. Merry Christmas. Are you interested in growing your business? Then send me an email at striveformore at email.com. You can advertise and spotlight your business on one of my episodes. You can sponsor one episode 
or a targeted episode, or you can sponsor multiple episodes. I would be delighted to help you grow your business and expose your product or service to a brand new audience. Continue to strive for more and live your best life now. See you in the next episode.